This episode was supported by Top Black Podcast. Visit www.topblackpodcast.org if you're interested in joining the Top Black Podcast Network. Hey, Jim Gang, it's your girl, Brittany B. And if you really love this podcast, make sure you join my Conversations with B community on Zippy Stream. This is how you can get my latest updates, special offers, and check out my bonus content all completely free. That's zip, zero, no charge to you, absolutely free. All you have to do is simply click my Zippy Stream link in any of the show notes, drop in your email address and become a part of my community. It's simple as that. And while you're at it, why don't you share that link with a friend or two so they could join the community as well. And podcasters, check this out. If you already have a show or you're thinking about starting a show, why don't you start your own private community as well on Zippy Stream? Use my promo code Brittany and we both can receive exclusive marketing and promotion while building our community of listeners. For more information, visit www.zippystreams.com. Hi, I'm Brittany B, writer, self-love coach, founder of the Spiritual and Bougie Way, and host of Conversations with B podcast, a show filled with genuine conversations where inspiring people share timeless insight and experiences about finding their way and owning their journey to where passion and purpose meant to create light and love in their lives. I believe you're listening because of divine destiny, and I know that today's show will lift, motivate, and lead you the spiritual and bougie way. Thank you for listening. Hey, 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 spiritual and bougie gem gang. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with B. I'm so excited to be able to connect with this wonderful sister and queen, Miss Regina Martin. Regina and I met over social media. She came across the Spiritual and Bougie Way page and she emailed me, told me who she was. She subscribed to my website and I followed up with the email and here we are today for this interview. Regina has a ministry and her ministry touched lives, and she touches lives through her ministry, the responsive community. Welcome to the show, Miss Regina Martin. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brittany. Um, I, I'm honored to actually be part of the show. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> so Regina, tell me, well, tell us, tell our, my listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are. All right. Well, I'm, um, well, actually, I've started out as a, as a teacher, actually. And so did I always want to be a teacher? No, not always. But I'm the one that you would consider as the wanderer. I wonder, and I keep wondering because I like so much in life. But even though, uh, what I find so interesting is that even though when I wondered, I wondered into my purpose. 
and it just started with the educational realm. So just to let you know a little bit about me, I'm the youngest of three. My dad um, had to be stuck in the house with a lot of estrogen, but he survived. But we were like his cheerleaders. Um, and I love horseback riding. I love nature, anything of nature, actually. I love walking. Um, I love to go sightseeing and going to find like red rocks. That's that's my thing in a lot of ways. And I consider myself very spiritual. Yes. Oh, okay, great. And we all know that spirituality does not, your religion does not re define that. Okay. And it does not mean that you are bound to, you know, the world's expectation or idea that's put out there. So I am, you know, my platform is the spiritual and bougie way. And I'm all about, you know, that those intentional living practices to bring us closer to peace, closer to God, and of course, more centered yeah. as a person. So I'm so excited to dive into this interview. So let's get right to it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I would like to know more about your journey. You, you spoke a little bit about wandering into your purpose, but when did you know your purpose? When did I know it? All right, well, it took me a while actually. And, but when I was able to know it, even though the pieces was coming together, it was when I was in the education room and I was a teacher and I was helping. All my life I always knew that I enjoy helping people, but I didn't know exactly in what way that's supposed to help. And when I was in that um, educational platform, it helped train me. And then that's when the light came on what my purpose was. It was because even when I was in the classroom with the children, I was discipling. I was teaching them about how you can be a better you, like you mentioned earlier, about having that center. And a lot of times the kids in the class, like they're all over school, even if I didn't have them in my classroom, they were like, I need you to come pray for me. I need you to talk to me. You're like my counselor. So I said, hmm. So that is when I guess like the lights went off for me and I knew that that's what the purpose was. So that was my training. Actually. I love that you were serving. You were, yeah, you were yeah. simply serving, and the fact that I, I heard you say the children would say, I need you, I need you to come pray for me. So I know your light was shining. If children, you know, the Bible says, you know, out of the mouth of babes. So if children were saying, asking and requesting for you to pray and to intercede for them, that has to be an amazing feeling. I love that, Regina. Uh, Regina, being in the school, and being spiritual. I, I'm not sure if the schools in Memphis where you are are more open to having prayer in school and having, you know, uh, spirituality shared in school. I have been in some very strict environments when it comes to that separation. Tell me about some challenges that you face realizing your passion and what insight can you provide to others? Okay, well, some of the challenges, well, also I want to say that was a good point you brought up. There was definitely some resistance there, but that's what like spirituality is. How can you show that light if you're not under some type of opposition, right? So mm -hmm. that position taught me to be able to share that light to people who need it. But to move on and answer that part, but you said some challenges. Um, with the challenges, uh, in order to realize your passion, you have to be able to give yourself the grace. Know that you're human, you know, give yourself grace. If you don't give yourself grace, 
you're you're actually hurting yourself. That's self-sabotage. And we're not born that way. And when you do that to yourself, you're not building up, you're tearing down. And that's just not healthy. So one of the reasons I would say is, or purpose I would say for you all is that you need to push, push through it. And even when it seems like you don't see um, anything happening or anything manifesting, still be determined because you know what you heard, you know that there's gonna be challenges because there's challenges, it doesn't mean that it's not for you. And another thing I want to bring is give yourself some sec, like self-care checks because self-care checks, it can be mentally. You might need that every once in a while spiritually or it may also be physical. So, yeah. I love that. I love when you, when you say give yourself grace. I'm learning to give myself more grace. I'm, of course, hard on myself and I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to disappoint me. And I say that like, that's like one of the worst feelings that I ever have when I'm disappointed in myself. And my accountability partner, she told me I had gotten behind on our, on our uh, confidence challenge that we're doing. And she said, Brittany, give yourself grace. You didn't get that done today, but you got so many other things done, you know, like, and so it made me think of that. So when you said that, that was a little bit of confirmation for me and it kind of made my spirit jump a little bit. You also spoke about self-care and how, and this is one thing that I've been stressing, the self-care being mentally, spiritually or physically and breaking away from that idea that self-care means I have to go spend a hundred dollars on a purse or I have to go. Now, some people, putting my feet in the pedicure bowl and getting my nails done, my hair done, that makes you feel good. And if that's your self-care and you can afford it and it's not detrimental to your, you know, essential needs, go for it. But some of us are not in positions to do that. And your self-care check today, I did a self-care check. My eyes was getting tired being on a computer screen. I was getting overwhelmed by being in a lot of meetings. I was feeling my self-adjust. I was feeling my mood adjust. And I said, you know what? I need to take a break, excuse myself and take a moment. I stepped away. I walked in the circle. I listened to Miranda Curtis. Okay. You know, and <laughs> I, I spoke to my daughter. She said, she said, mom, what's wrong? And I was transparent and honest instead of saying, oh, nothing. I'm okay. And that was my five minutes of self-care that I needed. And then I got back on I was, I took, you know, I took my time. I got back on and I was more productive. I was more attentive. I finished some tasks and I was proud of myself. So I I love that you mentioned self-care with your spirituality, because sometimes self-care gets confused with being selfish. And people think, you know, because I have all these duties and responsibilities I don't have time to care for myself or they put their self-care last. But I love that self-care was one of the things that helped you face, face you know, your challenges or deal with those challenges that you had. Yeah, I love that. Did you want to speak any more about some of the things that you did as your self-care? Um, okay, well, 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 for each season, it just depends. But um, for my self-care, a lot of times, sometimes <laughs> I will have to like, this is going to sound weird. 
But being a teacher, hopefully you guys will be, you know, leaning on me. Sometimes I would have to drive down the street, roll my window down, and just scream, you know? But that's why I was I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, but then um, sometimes, like, mostly I will always read the word. I love the Bible. So that was mostly was a good stuff care with me. Sometimes I would do, like, ah, let's do, like, a PJ night. So I would have, like, PJs, me, him, and we'd just be talking. It would be wonderful. Or sometimes a self-care check can just be pouring into someone else, you know? That also helped you because it gets your mind all for yourself, all for the problem, and it just brings that what we were created for, community. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. Hence the responsive community. So let's get let's get into this. Let's get a little bit deeper. Regina, what is your why? My why. Hmm, interesting, right? I think that question is a good one because I feel like it's always evolving. You know, you think you have that why, then there's an extension to it. But for right now, where I'm at, I would say that my why is to serve others. I know for sure. It may not always be the same at the same capacity to the same you know, demographics, but for right now, it is to serve others um, in order to prove them to be able to be inspired. How? By um, infant community by hope, you know, knowing that there is hope for you no matter what. So that is what my why is. Um, I also found out that my identity is not necessarily has to be as such as like in your job. Sometimes we love to say, well, my why is what I'm doing. You know, that's my work. But you can put so much into that and there's you, you, you're spent and you're not feeling out why I'm not feeling like I've been invested in. And that's not always your why. Your why is always tied into your identity of what you created with. And um, that's exactly what the community is about. Responsive Soul Community is about finding that, that anchor, which is God that pours into you the why of no matter where you are in your season, because that job is not always gonna be there for you, but who will be? God, you know, he will always be there for you. So yeah, so that's how I found my why. It was, uh, like I said, I was a wanderer, but even though I was a wanderer, I found out that he was always there, always. And then I used the gift things that was placed in me. And it was like, I always was one that always wanted to help someone. So I use it, um, I use that as, as a way of my outlet to connect me to what I'm doing now. So yeah. Yeah. And Regina, we spoke a little bit earlier and we tapped into that a little bit sometimes we do get connected to our jobs and mistake our jobs and our titles for our why because we kind of tripped into it you know we kind of you know we, we we of course we have to sustain and make a living and when we're good at stuff and we we get promoted or we get recognized we're like okay this is our why this is this is my why but then when you take a moment and say well, for me, how am I serving my greater purpose? How is this filling me up? Exactly. What is this leading me towards in the bigger picture of who I envision myself in the universe, you know, in this space that God gave me to take up? And if those don't align, sometimes we have to take a step back and ask, like, what is my why? why? And how can I get there, right? So I love you. You're a spiritual woman and your faith is based in the Bible. You said your father was a pastor. So you learned so much in that foundation. 
how has the Bible, you say you read scripture for your self-care, how's the Bible influenced you in knowing your why as well? Well, because they, you know, like we always hear people say, you know, I read you, I'm reading you. Well, I'm sorry, no matter whoever say that they can read you, there's nothing you will find nowhere on this earth that can read you best. And that's the Bible. It's, it's, it's the mirror to our soul. I mean, it refreshes you. It corrects you. It does everything that whatever you're going through is there. So the Bible was that, that mental that helped me. It's like a compass, exactly. That let me know exactly what was needed for each, each juncture that I was at, each like, road like cross that I had to go to. I was not sure to go left or right or that I continue to go straight. Because sometimes we think because we're comfortable and it seems like this is okay and we, are, we know this is something that we're good at, we think you're supposed to keep going straight. But sometimes mm-hmm. you're not go straight. Sometimes you have to go right. And sometimes you have to go left when you say, I'm, I don't associate myself with this. But God will sometimes place you in those uncomfortable situations in order to grow you, to pull something from you or to pour something into you. So that's what the Bible been there for. It's been there for me to look at so many different stories, you know, with Moses. And if you look at the different stories with David, you know, he was running. Look at Paul. He was in the prison. But yet they have use all of that to be able to help us to lead the way that's why i love that i mean if you want to know which way to go look what's before us and it just poured right back into us and that's i just think that's the beautiful gift we have we just have to just tap in so yeah i love that and i you spoke earlier about seasons and you talk about the different junctures in your life and one thing i've noticed because the bible has been a part of my life my entire life whether my relationship with religion was not the strongest my spirituality was something that was very deep rooted in me so for different seasons in my life I've gotten different messages out of the same scripture out of the same passages (laughs) out of the same stories I think we get what we need when we need it and it's like oh I I didn't notice that there's you know that's a I was speaking to a friend and I was saying, you know, sometimes we watch old throwback movies and I could say, oh, when I, when I watched that, when I was younger, I didn't get that joke or I didn't understand that concept or I'm looking at it through different eyes now. And I could relate that to the, to the Bible for me, for my experience with the Bible. There's certain passages that I could go over and over and over again and each time discover something new. So I I love that. I love that. I do want to ask you more in-depth questions about your ministry and some turning points you realized when you were building your ministry and, you know, everything that we need to know about the responsive community, Regina. Okay. Okay, so that's no problem. So, um, so my turning point was when I realized um, that I that realized my why was actually the solution to another's life problem. So pretty much what I'm saying is I realized it wasn't about me. <laughs> so when you realize it's not about you, your why actually become more clear for you. And so I became intentional and I worked on being someone else's um, stepping stone. 
And then so from there, I knew when I was a teacher, I would not be there for long. I, I just felt that, you know, sometimes like I'm here, but I don't want to be here forever. Yeah, I, I, I'm just yeah. going to interject a little no, no, bit. Good, please. Yeah. When I was cleaning my last classroom I had in Mississippi, uh-huh. I, I was getting goosebumps. It's like I felt the physical, my gifts were stirring. And I said, I don't, and I was giving away. I had put, I had invested so much in that classroom. And I was just giving away the blankets I had bought for the scholars. I was giving away this and giving away that. And they were like, so you put in your two weeks, you're not coming back. And I was just like, I don't know. Cause at that point I hadn't put in my two weeks. I didn't know the future or anything, but I just felt like you said, I felt that shift. So I, I definitely could resonate to that. Huh, so, yeah. Moving along, I was like, wow, I had that same feeling. So it felt another confirmation that someone, you know, had that same feeling that I had. Yeah, same here. I'm glad because that you shared that because that is like affirmation, like you were saying, and it helps you to know that when you have those feelings, it's, it's there for a reason. Because sometimes you're like, oh no, I was just feeling that. No, it's there. Take that risk and jump on in. So yeah, so thank you seriously for sharing that. Uh, I believe that our cares others. Someone right now may be feeling something and they're probably like, I'm not sure. So I take that next step. So yeah, that's- Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But I was, um, I was, I knew, I just knew I wasn't going to be there long, but I still went on and just, you know, went with the course until I just felt exactly that peace. And you know how you just can feel like the doors open and then you're like, okay, this is closing now to exit. And so when that happened, um, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed teaching. It was wonderful. The aspects some of them had was, you know, it was challenging, but you need the challenging to, uh, challenges to be able to stretch us. But deep down, like I said, I knew that there was something within me that was calling me to a space to thrive. And I wasn't quite sure exactly what it was going to be, but it was coming in pieces. So I started out, I was just, you know, helping out around the church. I was helping out around the community. I was helping out in the hospital. I, like I said, I love to help. And then where I was going, it's like God was just bringing the pieces to me. I didn't have to go. And that's the thing, when you're in that that thriving session, you don't have to, you don't have to try. It's just like, all you have to do, the only part you gotta do is be willing. If you're willing and if you're submissive and you're walking into what he's calling you to, he brings it, he brings it, it gets magnetized to you. So he was bringing the pieces, he was bringing the person that I never knew that, oh, that person was gonna help me, that person was gonna open that door. He was bringing the people that I supposed to feed into and start opening and that's how, um, the ministry got started. It started out first virtually before we started doing all these Zooms. Um, just, hey guys, you know, girls, and just pouring into them. And then it went into the community where you start doing like coffee chats because some people thought going to the church was just to, you know, like why you always have to go to the church? I said, okay, well, let's meet in the community if you want. And so we would meet on Saturdays and we would um, do um, just chats to first just, you know, talk about how your life, just make it organic feeling. And then we'll just go into how the battle is relating with a life. And then it start growing into it in a different way that is just a format that we're just decided, like we don't wanna just stop with your circle where you are. We're building so we can keep building. So you're going to make more disciples. So yeah, that's pretty much of what response is all about. It's a discipleship. Um, it's a gift that uh, I thank God that he even entrusted me with. I could have just said, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, but don't ever tell God that because I feel like that's an insight. God, he sees you 
and he knows what he placed in you. And I believe it grieves his heart when we say, I don't think God, you exactly knowing what you're doing with me. I don't think you see, when he does, he sees you better than anyone ever sees you. So trust him and walk through it. Walk through that door because someone else need what you have to give them. They really do. Yeah, I've, you you spoke, you see me writing down as you're speaking and I want to highlight some things that you said because I heard you talk about manifesting. I heard you talk about affirming. And then I heard you talk about how those things were magnetized to you and you didn't have to do anything but have that courage to take those steps when you heard the call. And I think a lot of times, we and you are a spiritual woman you are saying this from scripture from your relationship with god your spirituality and we could debate and say well that sounds like the law of attraction that sounds like that sounds like you know and i and i say because it's not the message and this is the thing the message gets lost. The messages are all the same. I have read every, like I have read from the Bible to the secret, right? Yeah, and the yeah. message is constantly the same. The delivery is different. And I think sometimes we get muddled in the, oh, this is a religious thing or, or this is a worldly thing or this is a secular person. But the, the message is that you can choose faith or fear, belief or disbelief. And, and those choices are, I'm going to choose to believe in something I do not see. You can't see fear. You can't see faith. You can't see belief. You can't see disbelief, right? You can't see bravery. You can't see courage. But it's the choice of what am I gonna believe? Am I gonna believe that I deserve this and I it's my birthright and and I'm this, this is my gift and I could do it and start, like you said, taking those steps and just by the act of taking those steps, the oh, yeah. windows and the doors open for you or are you gonna hide and be in that fear, right? And just say, I don't deserve this. God, are you sure me? You want me to have a podcast? You want me to write a book? You want me? Little old me to have a community of discipleship. So that's that fear. And you know, and that fear manifest can manifest in low self-esteem or lack of lack of confidence and different things like that. Just like the faith manifests in us realizing our gifts. So I I I hear what you're saying, and it's it's founded in that same thought, thought category, you know, of okay believing in yourself and believing in the power that's in you. And we know that the power that's in us to move in our space, and I like to call the space that we move in the universe, but to move into in this universe, that power comes from the creator. And I, and I was just reading that nothing that's created, God didn't create you for you to beat up on you. God doesn't beat up on you. God doesn't second guess you. So you know, why do it? So I'm grateful that you believed in yourself. I'm grateful that you stepped out of there. And I'm grateful that you were willing to receive what was coming to you. Because sometimes we're not willing to receive that because we're just, you know, unprepared. So I, I really love 
that for you because sometimes we get those things and when we're not prepared or willing to receive them we lose them and they're fleeting through our hands and we're unsuccessful and we're not purposeful with them so I, I really love that about you and I sense that you care like the care that you have for your gift and reaching and sharing people so I do want to ask you how did you come up with the name uh, well the bringing with the name actually was easy in a lot of ways because that was the easy part <laughs> compared to everything else honestly well I just thought about it what am I doing I'm connecting for souls I'm a soul winner right and then what he wants he all he asks is for us to be responsive and then that's the point we all want to be responsive responsive souls whether it if it is with but I like I said I include God into everything and I know a lot of people don't but if you don't even include God but do you still want to be responsive to whatever you are in life? You know, so that is your soul. Your soul is seeking for that. It wants to be enlightened. It wants to be able to see like what, why I'm here. That soul has to be able to come to life or else it's just stagnant, you know? And that's when you just feel like, like a lot of people are like, I want to give up. Or you hear a lot of people say, I want to depress, like I'm so depressed. That's because you're not being responsive. You're not taking care to it you're not storing it and it's why it's called responsive soul and it's within a community because a lot of times we need that community because sometimes the community shows you things that you do not see about yourself and you're like whoa i i do have that gift well, oh wow i i can give this to this in or they give this to me so that's what responsive soul is about it's it's something just simple it's for women and it's just for you to be able to just grow that's what it's about growing so, yeah. I love that. I love, I never followed that thought process or thought about that school of, that school of thought that you said with the importance of responsiveness. So I, oh, thank you. Thank you, Regina. Like I needed that. You kind of just checked me a little bit. I love that. I love that. I wrote that down as one of my power words now, responsiveness. I love it. So Regina, you are a very well-spoken woman and a well-versed person. And you have, you know, like you said, taught in education. Now you are full-time working in your ministry. But to get you there, I know you did not, of course, just get there on your own. And I know there, they, there have been other influences in your life outside of the Bible and outside of your family. Could you share some of the books or people that have influenced your growth and why? Okay, well, um, well, for me, I have like a little father figure from like some for me, like a little girl. I always love Dr. Charles Stanley. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but I love him. But he, um, he actually retired this year in Atlanta, Georgia. But I love him because I used to get up every Saturday and he just talked about life principles. That's all he would talk about. And who knew, just starting there, just applying little principles is all about becoming disciplined. So it's just that. And then some books I would say that was very inspiring to me is Lisa um, um, Takehurst. She's an author that has so many, it's a plethora of so many books. She's relatable about all different types of topics, whether relational, whether it's something spiritual. They always do not have to be just like all spiritual, but she is a Christian 
author. Just want you to know about that. And she's about community as well. And then Michelle Stimson, she's very unique. She's good. She gives you information about one of her book is called The Damascus Road. I love that because it's like a turning point of like what to do in life. So those would be like the ones that I would I would say I would recommend if you just want to read. They're quick and they're fun and they're light hearted. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to diving in and reading some of as you see, I've had my pen. I'm writing down those names as you're speaking because you know, it's important to keep ourselves in light, you know, enlightened and to seek and constantly seek wisdom, right? So we can get oh, better. Yeah. You know? So I'm excited. And if the spirit that you have were influenced by these authors and, and this speaker, I know that I could get something from it, definitely. And, and anyone who's listening to the show today. So I do want you to go ahead and let us know where we could find the responsive ministry and keep up with you. Yeah, um, well, you can find me on my website, which is um, at reginamerdin.com. So just www.reginamerdin.com. Or you can also follow me on Instagram, which is my handle is at Regina Merdin. Okay, well, that's, that's simple to do. You guys, she has a lovely, beautiful website. I've already been on it and we follow each other on Instagram and everything like that. So you can even go, in my followers and type in her name to for her to link up with her to be a part of the response responsive community as she said she does have virtual things going on so you don't have to worry about not living in memphis or you know you know uh having to social distance yourself or anything like that as we're getting accustomed to this new norm that we are living in right with this so and, and 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 i'll say this to regina humans we hear that phrase humans are social animals humans are social animals and well some people say well i'm anti-social i don't want to do that but community is important because yeah. even the most anti-social person that just stays in their home and orders all their groceries online or isn't around other people it's still a person in that community making it happen for you so I've noticed that in this restricted season that we have now, because of the pandemic, I've leaned on more community virtually. You know, I'm taking classes virtually, I'm meeting people virtually, I'm being more intentional about my interactions on social media. I'm intentional about setting up Zooms and, and different things like that because of that sense of community and that sense of relatability and just being human. I think that, like you said, you could get so much from the, from the community. And when we think about, we have, you know, I, I, you know, with me and my background in education and early childhood education, we always have a unit with the young children community right because community is important and we learn that at a young age and we learn you know how to respect how to be people how to speak to one another and our community could teach us great things and sometimes we're in a community that doesn't teach us that teaches us not so great things but our community makes us who we are so i appreciate you for developing the responsive community and, and living in your ministry and not holding back and sharing with women and creating stronger, more intentional women. 
this interview has been such a pleasure. It's been great getting to know you. I look forward to keeping in touch with you. And I just wanted to, again, thank you for joining me and being a part of my show today. Yeah, thank you, Brittany. I definitely enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> it was. We always have fun on conversations with B. It's a great space. Yes, it is. It definitely is. All right. Bye, you guys. Until next time. hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about my guests, please review the show notes. To connect with me or join the Spiritual and Bougie Gym Gang, visit www.thespiritualandbougieway.com. To support this podcast, remember, all you have to do is join my Zippy Stream community. Subscribe, share, follow, and tell a friend. Until next time, I'm sending you peace, power, and positivity to keep living the spiritual and bougie way. Remember, you can be spiritual and you can be bougie, but above all else, be you.